0: Welcome to Sideline Sleuths, a true crime podcast all about the tragic yet fascinating cases no one can seem to get enough of. I'm Megan. And I'm Jasmine. We're so glad you're listening. If you like being an armchair detective, you'll love being a Sideline Sleuth. This episode is another first for us. Today, we are gonna talk about a case involving a small child, which is something we've never done before. The youngest people we featured previously were teenagers, But today's case is about the disappearance of an eight-year-old girl named Relisha Rudd from Washington, D.C. Relisha was last seen on March 1st, 2014. At the time of her disappearance, Relisha was living at the D.C. General Shelter with her mother, Shamika Young, her mom's boyfriend, and her three little brothers. The shelter had previously been used as a public hospital, but it was closed in 2001 and then began housing homeless families in the district. At its capacity, the shelter could hold 270 families. A representative from the shelter said that at any given time, there could be between 700 and 800 people living there, including adults and children. Wow. That's a lot of people. Relisha was last seen on March 1st, but her mother didn't even know that her daughter was missing until March 19th. Hot dang. How do you 18 days. So, Shamika insists that she left her daughter with her sister Ashley and her mother Melissa. But it wasn't until a school social worker's curiosity was piqued about the second grader's excessive absences that anyone else knew something was amiss. That social worker wanted to get in touch with a man referred to as Dr. Tatum, who had been writing absence excuse notes for the little girl. As it turned out, Dr. Tatum wasn't a doctor at all. Instead, he was a 51-year-old janitor from the shelter where Relisha and her family lived.
1: Oh, I immediately have questions. I have
0: like a whole bunch of things running through my mind.
1: And how, like, he's getting these letters to the school. Wouldn't that have yeah. to go to the
0: mom, maybe? Something. Yeah, or somebody. A hotel surveillance camera shows the janitor, Khalil Tatum, and Relisha walking down a hallway just a few days before Shamika said she saw her last. Another camera from a different hotel shows the two again on March 1st. But who is Khalil Tatum? Why was he at a hotel with an eight-year-old girl? And why did it seem like the girl's family trusted him so much? So Khalil worked at the shelter for about two and a half years, one year of which Relisha and her family lived there, but no one really knows how or when he met them. Melissa religious grandmother, said that he met the family because the kids often woke up much earlier than their mom, and they wanted to eat a hot breakfast, which the shelter provided, but Shamika was sleeping, and the children aren't supposed to go to the cafeteria, or anywhere outside of their room, actually, without a parent. So that's when Khalil stepped in and offered to take the kids to get food. Shelter Mm -hmm. officials said that this would never have been allowed to happen if they had known about it because employees are not supposed to mingle with the residents. Wow. Yeah. So Khalil's supervisor said he was a great employee, that no one ever suspected anything and that no other shelter employees ever saw him with Relisha. Khalil's landlord said that he saw Relisha at the Tatum's apartment in the weeks prior to her disappearance. He said he often saw her outside playing there, and neighbors said she would play outside with another little girl, who they believed was Khalil's granddaughter. Everyone said that everything seemed fine. Relisha always looked happy. Khalil was known to pick her up lots of times and from lots of places. Relisha said she always had fun when she was with the Tatums. She called Khalil her godfather. Shamika even described him as Relisha's godfather, too. Other relatives of Relisha said that Khalil bought her gifts, took her for sleepovers, and on outings to the movies and to the mall. Sounds like every eight-year-old kind of like ideal... Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So Khalil dressed so well that his neighbors thought he was some kind of executive. Reportedly, no one would have ever guessed that he was a janitor. He was well-dressed and well-groomed. He told people he worked for the district, some kind of city official. Mm -hmm. Despite his outward appearance and positive reception by coworkers and neighbors, Khalil had a history of drug abuse and a criminal past. Mm. He was incarcerated from 1993 to 2003, and again from 2004 to 2011, so seven more, for burglary, grand larceny, and breaking and entering. He also had a history of drug use. He and his wife Andrea had that in common. According to a friend of Andrea's, at one point the couple lived in their car together for as many as four years. Wow. She also, one time in an act of desperation, pawned her wedding ring. Khalil filed for divorce from his wife just one month before Relisha's disappearance, listing it as mutual and voluntary. At that time, they had been married almost 24
1: years. That's so a really long big time to just. Abrupt change.
0: Yeah, filed for divorce. So, Andrea Tatum's daughter told police that her mother had been considering leaving Khalil but other people who knew the couple described them as caring and loving people, that yes, they struggled with poverty, addiction, and incarceration, because records indicate that Andrea had been to jail in the past as well, but that they seemed like they were good for each other, especially now that they were sober. Andrea was also embracing her role as a grandmother. The Tatum's granddaughter seemed to be a link, or at least an explanation, for Khalil's relationship with Relisha. So one of the rules of the shelter is that only parents can take their children out of the shelter. Children can never not be in the company of their parents. The family has admitted that Relisha spent the night at Khalil's apartment in the past, which means that either Shamika had to physically place her daughter into the care of Khalil, or someone else caring for Relisha outside of the shelter handed her over to him. He didn't have any children of his own, but as I already stated, his wife did, which is reportedly how the unusual relationship between the two grew under the guise of Relisha spending time with his granddaughter. In fact, in the hotel surveillance footage from February 26, 2014, according to Melissa, her grandmother, Khalil, picked Relisha up that day from her aunt Ashley's, and he said he wanted to take her to a hotel pool party with his granddaughter and that he would even take her shopping to get a new bathing suit. So, in this footage, you can see Relisha independently walking beside him carrying a shopping bag. She doesn't seem to be scared or nervous. It seems natural, like she's done this plenty of times. Relisha didn't want to live at the shelter. Sometimes she would fake sick or complain of asthmatic problems to avoid going back there.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a little if I was glad. i probably want to be with him, too, you know? Yeah, it's an apartment. It feels like their own. She has a friend to play she with. She took play outside, yeah. yeah. she gets to wake up at whatever time and probably have hot breakfast. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Shamika said that though she did not leave her child in the care of Khalil leading up to her disappearance, that she trusted him because he was a giving man. She said if you were in need, if you were hungry, he would come out of pocket to help however he could. Mm. So he seems like... A grandpa, like, pretty nice. And I understand why Relisha would want to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Relisha was in second grade when she disappeared. And in just that school year alone, she had as many as 30 absences. Mm -hmm. The last day that anyone can confirm seeing her is March 1st, 2014. And that is the date of the last surveillance tape. But it wasn't until March 19th that a school social worker put it all together and realized that the young girl was missing. So, 18 days since the last sighting of her – and no one reported her missing in her family. That social worker who called DCFS was just alleging educational neglect initially. And prior to March 19th, the school said her parents knew they were concerned about her absences because they called them and were told that she was sick and in the care of a doctor. But Shamika denies this. She said if they did call, they must have talked to her boyfriend at the time, Antonio Wheeler, and not her because she didn't have a phone and that the news of her being in the care of a doctor was new information to her, because she was completely unaware of that. However, initially, she insisted that Relisha was fine, said she was safe, and tried to stall social workers who wanted to issue an
1: alert that she was missing. I read... Hmm? I feel like my, uh, like my initial, with everything you've been saying about Shamika, mm-hmm. I, I just... Yeah, something
0: seems like your gut's saying
1: something, right? Yeah, I don't feel like I trust her. and then the more you're... But keep telling me.
0: So she's saying she didn't know her daughter was sick and that she... This was, like, completely new information to her, but that she was totally fine and she didn't want this, like, alert. So... And I read somewhere that she even told them that uh, Relisha was at a medical conference
1: in Atlanta with her
0: doctor. But, I don't know, all of that is really unsettling.
1: Why would a little... Girl, go to a medical conference. So she dropped the doctor
0: thing, too. Yeah, so, but her own mother didn't want to file a missing persons report. Yeah, that's mad fishy. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think when I was talking to you about wanting to do a little kid missing person case, um, I was saying, like, my son is, like, not, like, within, like, eyesight of me. I, like, freak out when we're in public. I'm like, Brogan? Brogan? Where are you? So she's like, oh, she I haven't seen her for 18 days, but she's totally fine. Yeah, but she's fine. She's at a medical yeah, conference. that seems really bizarre to me. So her mom insisted that she left her daughter in the care of her mother and sister She said that she left her at her sister Ashley's apartment, which apparently was not out of the ordinary because Relisha usually split her time between her grandmother and her mom. So Shamika hadn't seen or talked to her 8-year-old child in weeks but did not appear to be concerned about that. At one point in time, a grand jury was considering indicting her for obstruction of justice, saying that she misled police at the beginning of the investigation because she was like, she's fine, this is where but that's not where she was, so. Prior to the report that would uncover Relisha's disappearance, DCFS visited the family multiple times. A previous DCFS report from July of 2007 noted that the family lived in filthy conditions, and this was before they moved to the shelter which is not like the Four Seasons or anything, but still. So that July 2007 report concluded that there was not adequate food in the home for Relisha or the newborn baby. They also concluded that Relisha may have
1: been physically abused. What do you mean may have, and then they just let her hang out there? I think they
0: have to, like, substantiate their claims, but they thought she was, but I don't know if they could, like, prove it.
1: Right, but don't you feel like there's, like should. I don't know a lot how yeah DCFS works, but I, I don't know what the red. Yeah. I don't know what like the protocol is. Because I
0: guess anybody can allege anything, and then they have to check it out. So just because you're accused of something, if they can't substantiate it, yeah, but they're saying there it might be happening. Like I guess maybe it was inconclusive. Yeah. So. Um. So in April of two thousand ten, so almost three years after that first report. DCFS found evidence of medical neglect in the home because the adults failed to follow up on a surgery that one of Relisha's brothers had. They also said that the home was littered with trash, discarded cigarettes, and ashes, and that the small children lacked supervision and were often allowed to bathe themselves.
1: Ooh, the little one.
0: Yeah. So Relisha's the oldest of four. So it's Relisha and then three little boys. In November of 2013, so this is just a few months before Relisha went missing, social workers found evidence that the children were unsupervised and that one of Shamika Young's children had been thrown to the ground and slapped, which caused the child to have a split lip. Reports like this, they're always really infuriating to me because it makes me feel like the system is failing the kids when there are like repeated infractions or whatever you call them, like citations or something, Mm -hmm. findings or whatever. But when there are repeated reports... And the evidence to support those reports that something is, like, wrong in the home and then nothing changes. So that's July of 2007, April of 2010, November of 2013. They had three separate reports that were all substantiated. Yeah, well, if they, if they can
1: cite, like, these are the things that we're yeah. seeing – and, they, and they're an agent of the state in and some They're just way. leaving them there. So I'm, I mean, it's so hard to find placement for kids. Mm-hmm. I know, and then yeah. even when you like foster kids, there's like a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. pretty heartbreaking. So,
0: so Relisha and her three brothers were allowed to remain in an environment that was documented on at least three occasions to be either dangerous or at the very least unacceptable, and. I feel like something really, really awful usually has to happen before they want to remove kids from a negligent or abusive home. So we're public educators, which means we're mandatory reporters. Um, so by law, we have to report instances where we think a child is being abused or neglected. And in my whole time as being a mandatory reporter, I've called CPS. That's what we call in Texas. I've called CPS three times, maybe four. I think it's three though, but all about the same child and not even like a student at school child. It's just we're mandatory reporters. We have to do it for like our life. So um, it wasn't a student from school, but um, I called CPS and I was telling them that uh, the child was going to school in shoes without soles on them, holes in their clothing, never wore a jacket in the winter, clothing two or three sizes too small. And it wasn't like a teenager who dressed themselves. It was a kindergartner. So it was like a five-year-old. And basically CPS told me that it isn't illegal to be poor. Which I understand. I
1: understand that too. Yeah, so
0: um, if you can't afford newer clothes or food or something that's totally different than just choosing to not give them that, which is what I was trying to tell CPS was happening. Nothing was done about the, child, the home where the kid lived or how they were cared for. And I was always really worried that something tragic was going to have to happen to that little boy or his siblings before they did anything. And I think it just boils down to their case... Like, they're overloaded. Yeah. Like, poorly staffed and finding placement for them is difficult and
1: poorly funded and... And you can... I can't imagine, like, how many... I mean, it's just... It boils down to someone else looking at the way you're raising your kid and kind of making a judgment call. So it's like...
0: And as a parent, you're supposed to have the last say as long as the kid is, like, happy, healthy, and loved. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that's what was going on in Relisha's household.
1: That seems... Come on. The split lip on the
0: little guy? That's too much. Yeah. So it... Unfortunately it took this eight-year-old girl vanishing before anything happened because Relisha's three little brothers were placed in foster care after she went missing. So that's kind of like a, a positive thing, I guess, about yeah. something really awful. But how hard is that? It's like, yeah, justice! These yeah. kids but Relisha still, still have gone, to you know?
1: make it yeah. on their own.
0: And I know that they don't want to like... It's also traumatic, I guess, to separate kids from their biological family. So they don't want to make like a rash decision and they want to keep families intact as much as they can. Because that could also be traumatic and like d- cause damage that's like going to scar them for life. <laughs> so I get that you want to keep them together, but at some point, like where do you draw the line? After one report, after yeah. two reports, yeah. after three reports, like at what point do you have multiple substantiated claims, and then you're like, okay, enough is enough.
1: Like, and it seems like that they had like other family members that were like kind of.
0: With it a little,
1: I guess? I I would say lending a hand, so it's like... Involved. Yeah, involved, so it's like you should be able to keep some eye on them. Like, their conditions should be better, right? Yeah, something. So, um,
0: Deshaun Tatum, who is a nephew of Khalil, said that he thinks the family gave Relisha to his uncle to take care of her because they couldn't adequately do that themselves, which very well might be true. Um, So, her three brothers get taken away, and their sister's gone, so I'm sure that was hard enough on them and now they're away from like their mom and their dad so i mean it just the whole thing just doesn't like sit well with me and i'm sure caseworkers are usually just doing the best they can given like the limitations of the system that they can't control so but they shouldn't have had to experience like years of abuse and neglect Mm -hmm. before something changed their sister shouldn't have had to vanish without a trace after 18 days before they got the care that they needed, before somebody was like a voice for these little kids, because they're all under eight, Relisha's the oldest. Mm -hmm. Uh, The family didn't seem to be worried about the extensive stretches of time that Relisha was spending with Khalil because they said that they went lots of places together and she she always came back, like he always brought her back, so they weren't worried. In an interview with a local news station, Melissa, the grandmother, said that she talked to Khalil on March 12th, but not about Relisha. Instead, they talked about how a tablet he had bought for her was broken, and she wanted to know if it had a warranty. And he said that, yeah, there was a warranty, and he would come get it from her on March 16th. So remember, she was last seen on March 1st, and then March 19th is when they realized she was missing, so on March 12th, like a whole week before, she contacts him about the tablet. Wait, this is the grandma? Or this The is grandmother. Melissa.
1: Ooh, I'm making so, a lot of judgments. Yeah, I feel insane. really bad. But. So, okay.
0: Melissa said that in that conversation, Khalil told her that he, his wife, his daughter, granddaughter, and Relisha were in Atlanta. Melissa asked Shabika if she knew that Relisha was out of town with the Tatum family, and she said no. Shabika said Khalil did ask her if he could take Relisha on that trip with them, but she told him no. So. <gasps> But according to law enforcement, Khalil never went out of town. And they know this because he was still going to work and he was spotted around D.C. So. Okay. so he was not, they were never in Atlanta. I don't know where that came from. But remember, she
1: had said her daughter was at a medical conference in Atlanta. He, so, so something's like up with She Atlanta. was in the loop on some things and then just conveniently, yeah. oh. Um, but, yeah, even though they couldn't prove, like I
0: mean, they knew he wasn't in Atlanta, that story led them to put up like billboards all down the East Coast for Relisha after she went missing because maybe she was somewhere else. Was, yeah. yeah. So there were numerous sightings of Khalil actually between March 2nd and March 20th, none of them involving Relisha. And a lot of them were saying that he was spending a significant amount of time at Kenilworth park and the aquatic gardens. So Melissa said she told him that Relisha needed to come home sometime in the next four days but that they were used to her being with him overnight and like for days at a time. So it wasn't really out of the ordinary that she had been gone this long. So eight, yeah, this is the 12. So she's already been gone 11 days and they're like, you got four more. Okay, so as you know, there are two hotel surveillance videos that show Relisha with Khalil Tatum. The first is at a Holiday Inn on February 26th, 2014. This is the one where she claimed, um, he claimed they were going to a pool party with his granddaughter and Relisha is seen carrying the shopping bag. The other is from March 1st, 2014, at a Days Inn near the Holiday Inn. So the Days Inn tape, I believe, just shows the pair entering the front door, but there weren't other working cameras. And it wasn't like the Holiday Inn with interior hallways, which is where the video shows them there, but at the Days Inn, it's just like the room's all open to the outside, so they don't have those cameras. Kind of motel-y,
1: but not.
0: So that tape, for whatever reason, has never been made public. When it was requested by a local news station in DC through the Freedom of Information Act or FOIA, the FBI declined to release it. So the first video from the 26th was released five days after the public and the media became aware of the disappearance. But at that point, the video was already a month old. Because it was February 26th. Both of these hotels are within just a few miles of the D.C. General Shelter. I think they're like two and a half miles from it or so. And both of them, at least at the time, were used as homeless overflow. So these Uh, hotels are in highly populated areas, and they're heavily traveled. They're not off the beaten path. They're pretty close to the shelters. They're not secluded. And, like, I guess if the shelter was full, the city would, like, pick up the tab for these homeless individuals to stay there. Um, But no one knows why... Khalil and Relisha were at the hotels or like why those ones were chosen. So was he just familiar with them because they were homeless overflow hotels and he worked at the shelter? But the Days Inn was used exclusively as housing for the homeless at the time. So you could not rent a room there as a the general public. It was just homeless
1: overflow. So if he's there, I mean, he's a isn't like maybe an extension of his job. He's a janitor there. Don't you think the Days Inn has him? another janitor? Yeah, like a right, housekeeping staff? I do not know. a good excuse.
0: But um, <laughs> only one floor was used for the homeless at the Holiday Inn, meaning the public could rent rooms there. And the average cost at that Holiday Inn is $250 a night. So something That's I've wondered... It's kind of steep. Yeah, something I've wondered throughout this entire thing, like the whole time I'm researching it, is how or why does this janitor, who is employed by the city
1: or the district or whatever, why does he have so much money? Yeah, he's like kind of, oh. Well, I, I noticed, I, I kind of felt like, like Shamika and them are like, k- kind of using him for that, yeah. right? Like, like oh, this he has iPad the means and he wants like, to
0: help, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, so, taking advantage of it. Which but how does, does like he have the means? Like, we are government employees. He's a
0: and this, it's almost wow. like a volunteer job because we, we don't know. We're we struggling don't, to make yes. the ends meet. Um, so, he's a janitor. <laughs> and I don't have kids. And I only have one, and I'm still dying. <laughs> so, he's a janitor. He, but people, his neighbors thought he was an executive because right, how, how does he like, dress
1: so nicely? Yeah,
0: how does he have extra money to buy tablets and take really strong shopping trips? Tablets and, for
1: people who aren't his kids. Yeah,
0: so and like rent hotel rooms. Rent hotel I just, rooms. I just, It's like where is this extra money coming from for people to for him to actually be living this kind of lifestyle and for people to like he's pulling it off. Yeah. So, okay, so. School officials noticed that Relisha had excessive absences, so they began to look into what was going on with her, and they noticed the doctor's excuse notes from someone called Dr. Tatum, so they reached out to him and tried to get more information. On March 10th, 2014, Khalil, posing as a doctor, told officials inquiring about Relisha that she was sick with some sort of neurological disorder and was undergoing treatment. So that's why they're at the medical conference, I guess. She was like, mystery diagnosis, maybe? But when asked for documents supporting this, he said he would leave them at the shelter where the girl and her family lived. So, (laughs) (laughs) plans were made for the documents to be picked up on March 19th. I'm not sure why they were going to wait nine days, but that was the plan. So when these officials arrived at the shelter to find no paperwork, they also figured out that there was no Dr. Tatum and that the man they spoke to was actually the shelter's janitor, Khalil. So that's how it like all started to unravel. Khalil clocked out of work early that day, likely to avoid them. And if that wasn't bizarre enough, like, you know, so they realize Relisha is gone. The doctor she's seeing isn't a doctor, but it's actually a janitor. But this is where things take yet another unexpected turn. So also on March 19th, police report finding a body, but it wasn't Relisha's or Khalil's. It was Andrea Tatum's,
1: Khalil's <gasps> wife. The one that he just filed for divorce
0: with? Mm-hmm. In February, March 19th, they find her body. Oh, foul play. Okay, me. Okay. <laughs> so Khalil goes to work at the shelter on March 19th, but he skips out early because he knew a social worker was coming there to get the documents. That or night, he skipped out because he huh, no okay,
1: good reason. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> so that night, he and his wife check into a Red Roof Inn at 10:04 p.m. Three other people are seen in surveillance as being with Khalil, but they left after about an hour to an hour and a half of being there. One of the men said he returned at 5.40am to pick up Khalil, but I don't think he was there, which is when he saw Andrea lying on the bed, face down, dead from a gunshot wound to the back of her head. That man told police that he, at one point, recently helped Khalil do internet searches for handguns. So, police suspect that Khalil killed his wife, and now he's wanted for murder.
1: Just let me interject here: um, if you're going to buy a gun and use it in something sketchy, don't do your internet searches yeah. with a friend. In Be one of more our, covert.
0: <laughs> in one of our episodes, you were like, "How to get away with murder" by Jasmine and Megan. And this <laughs> is another. This is another instance <laughs> another of that. Another installment. So. On March 24th, police released new photos of Khalil and Relisha to the public, and they put out a Bolo, which is be on the lookout, for a maroon Chevy Trailblazer or a white GMC truck. So the truck was eventually found abandoned in Hyattsville, Maryland, which is, according to Google Maps, between 17 and 20 miles from the Red Roof Inn where Andrea was murdered, depending on whichever route you take. So a friend of Andrea said that he thinks Andrea found out something about Relisha, and that's why Khalil killed her, because he thought she was going to tell. So Khalil's nephew, Deshawn, said his uncle loved his aunt, and if his uncle killed her, which Deshawn isn't sure that he did, it had to be because of the stress in the wake of Relisha's disappearance. Deshawn said, quote, if you're under so much stress with everyone constantly saying you did this, you did that, it's going to make you turn crazy pretty much. It's just too much stress on the mind. It's too much stress on the heart, end quote. He went on to say that when he first saw his uncle's face in the news, he thought that he must have been a victim of a crime rather than the suspect in one. He doesn't think that Khalil did anything to harm Relisha. He said, quote, if anything, my uncle took care of that little girl. It was like she was his own daughter, end quote. And even Shamika, Relisha's mother, agrees. She doesn't think Khalil is involved in the disappearance of her daughter. And she said she won't think that until she can see some proof. And until then, there's just no reason to believe that he would harm her. One question about the gifts and things he did for Relisha, Shamika said she doesn't think that Khalil was grooming her. He was just a really giving man who's just a janitor flesh with a lot of cash.
1: I don't know. I, I, I think you've told me more, and I have more questions now. Yeah, I mean, so he's supposed to have like this freak out, and he's known for like at this point nine days. Mm-hmm. Right? That so they're looking for yeah. her mm-hmm. and nobody's been able to find her. So there has to be some interaction and conversation happening between him and Shamika and everybody that's involved in yeah. the care of this Well, Shamika's trying to
0: say she doesn't have a cell phone, but Antonio, her boyfriend, has a cell phone and I think her mom has a cell phone. So her mom called and Leo about the She's staying at the
1: shelter where yeah. he works.
0: Right? Just go downstairs or something. Yeah, and leave a note at the desk. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not supposed to mingle. So maybe not leave a note at the desk. But it's the loss of your child—you're looking for your child. You're gonna mingle. Yeah, I mean, if my child was missing, I'd be asking anybody who might possibly know. Yeah, be I'd be caught. I'd like, bus. forget these rules. A scene? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. So the last confirmed sighting of relish is from that tape of the days in on March first. Well, the day after that video, Khalil made some really
1: concerning
0: purchases at a Home Depot.
1: Ooh, can I guess? Yes. Shovel. Uh, accelerant. Oh.
0: Shovel, um, yes. Accelerant, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, so. Kitty litter? No. Okay. okay. It's even worse. That's darker. Yeah. That's a dark so, guess. No, this it gets darker, actually. Okay. So he's seen at Home Depot without Relisha, where he purchased a shovel, 42-gallon self-tie black contractor-grade trash bags, and sodium hydroxide. So sodium hydroxide is more commonly referred to as lie, lye, l y e a substance used to digest tissues of animal carcasses in a process called alkaline hydrolysis. And why would anyone need to buy lye? Well, its most frequent use is for decomposing roadkill dumped in landfills. After doing that process, the only solids that remain are very fragile bone, which can be crushed into a fine powder. An Italian serial killer claimed to have used it to turn bodies of his victims into soap. And someone working for a Mexican drug cartel once claimed to have disposed of thousands of bodies using it. So he bought a shovel,
1: some trash bags, and lie. And a lie. Is there any? I mean, he doesn't have it. Oh, he's a janitor. I like
0: I don't think he's the head janitor. He'd be the
1: only. Yeah, janitor. He's not like a groundskeeper of yeah, a he giant. he had a boss.
0: Remember, said he was a with
1: lots of rodents. Yeah, I don't
0: think he'd be the one making purchases on behalf of the shelter.
1: <laughs> right. These are just his own personal purchases off of his own. Yeah. So this is like but I didn't even
0: think about that. That's a good point. But I don't. He had a boss. Like he had a supervisor. So right. And so was, that's
1: going to have to go through like that guy would be making the purchases. Yeah. But why
0: would the shelter need lie?
1: I was really trying to, like, far-fetch, like, of the doubt, oh, yeah. maybe they have a rat problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. So but then they could have, they would have. Somebody
0: other than Khalil on his personal account on his own time been yeah, purchasing yeah. the things, so. And on it doesn't
1: explain the shovel necessarily.
0: Yeah, unless they just didn't have, I don't know. I, I feel like he just wouldn't be purchasing things on behalf That's of the shelter. That's a creepy shopping list. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's worse than kitty litter. Yeah. So, on... March 31st, a tip led officers to Kenilworth Park and Aquatic Gardens, and there they found the body of Khalil Tatum in a shed. (gasps) Khalil died? Yes. So on March 19th, Relish is reported missing. Andrea Tatum is murdered. And on March 31st, they find Khalil dead at the park. He died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, and it is estimated that he had been dead for 36 hours at the time that his body was discovered. Further testing revealed that the same gun used in his suicide was used in the murder of his wife. Police believe that he killed his wife and then himself. This led investigators to scour the area for Verlisha, thinking maybe she was killed and buried in the park. Kenilworth Park is 700 acres and has trees and ponds and all kinds of stuff, so divers and cadaver dogs helped search it for Verlisha. Police were calling it a recovery mission, but they didn't find her. There's also a series of abandoned tunnels underneath the D.C. General Shelter.
1: Just in case. You want to tie this into the movie Us? Yeah.
0: (laughs) At the time of Relish's disappearance, police didn't know about them, but engineers and architects did. There's actually, like, huge underground like network of tunnels like a whole city underneath DC basically and like those ones are still used but then there are also like abandoned ones used for like utilities or steam or something so I think these were abandoned steam tunnels um was that like heating back in the day is that what that was looking for I don't think so I have I no know, idea but I there's some know. abandoned tunnels underneath the DC shelter wow. so news crews wanted to see them but they were told that they were in such poor condition that it wasn't safe but that as a janitor Khalil would have had access to them. Are you joking? No. Oh no, I
1: fear every janitor in this yeah, country. Um, yeah, especially the
0: ones in DC, where they have a network of underground tunnels that the public isn't permitted to go into because what it's dangerous
1: terrors must lurk mm-hmm. there.
0: <laughs> There's actually some guy. I I was like deep in this rabbit hole about like m- m- map making, which what is that called? Cartography. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there was a guy who was just mapping the underground network of tunnels. Who's not a map maker usually. Who just like really enjoys it. It's pretty fascinating. But so the officials searched the tunnels, but found nothing. And law enforcement has no idea where Relisha could be. Wow. So, before I get into what other people are saying they think happened, what do you think happened, Jasmine?
1: Oh, man, I have so many thoughts. I I think that there was just a certain level of neglect, like, on the part of the mom where really, true, like, she just didn't know where her daughter was for days on end. Weeks. Yeah, weeks on end. Yeah, almost three, 18 days. Yeah, yeah. and and so I feel like... I mean, I just don't understand the murder suicide unless, like, it's the not, timing of it can't. It just can't be unrelated. unrelated yeah, it's not a coincidence. So, I just don't know. And he's always in these hotels with her alone. What does that make you think? I I hate she's so young, but I hate thinking about human trafficking and just like if the mom is that. Like, it, she seemed like she was like, able to be bought with all these things. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this iPad broke. Grandma, too. Like, no one's even using it. Like, obviously, Relisha's not using it because I haven't seen her in however yeah. many days. But I want to make sure that, like, this There's purchase. A yeah, like, effects, I want to yeah. make sure that this item is taken care of. Like, kind of more concerned about the electronic than she was with yeah. her own kid, which I'm sorry I'm judging you, Shamika. We don't know each other. I actually think
0: Melissa was the one who called about the iPad. Oh, so right. So, right. grandma is yeah. more concerned about that than her grandma. Agreed,
1: agreed. So, um, I'm judging you, too, Melissa. I'm
0: judging you. I'm sorry. I
1: know you don't know me. You can, if you get to see parts of my life, I'm sure you judge me, too. Yeah. Um, no but, perfect, but at least we're not doing this. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you know where so, your kids are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Your kid. So. Um, yeah, so I, I, it might have been something to do with human trafficking. That may have been where he was getting all that money, all that cash. And I don't know. I'm maybe looking to – I don't know. He just like, looks so nice to me. Like, do you see that? There's that picture
0: of him on the front page. He just like that's a driver's license photo, but he, doesn't he does. not does look
1: wholesome. He doesn't. But I've he doesn't look like not people. a
0: typical person. Oh, and that's a, a still from the surveillance footage up there, which is a shopping bag. Okay. But, like he doesn't look menacing. He doesn't look like a thug or anything. Like I I'm would, so- I would not leave my child with him overnight. But I would not distrust him just off of appearances. I can see why people were like,
1: he's okay, a nice he's dude. a wholesome fella, but 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 at the same token, I feel like anybody you don't know, anyone you, don't know like anyone, you just anybody's
0: capable of anything, I guess. Yeah,
1: and even the nicest people when they when money is involved, you know? Especially and,
0: people who are used to having nothing.
1: Exactly. That's what I mean too. And you're thinking like, oh, she didn't seem Relisha didn't seem, you know, scared or but I mean, like but she was she, she getting was, out of the
0: shelter. She was getting attention. She probably never got at home. Exactly. Cop so these meals, are all new toys. Seen, like yeah.
1: upgrades. Yeah. You know? And for an eight-year-old, you You're don't not necessarily something
0: sinister. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't necessarily discern and say, "Hey, this person is using me," or yeah. "This person is grooming." You're just like, me, "I'm you know? getting,"
0: yeah. This guy's just buying me. I look at all the new stuff I'm getting, and I
1: don't have to go back to the shelter that I hate. And yeah. Yeah. And I don't have to get like knocked around. Yeah, she's not competing for
0: attention because there's just yeah, the granddaughter, yeah. but she doesn't live there, so it's like even a friend comes to a girl too because she has three little brothers. So yeah, really, I like
1: to play. Khalil and Andrew
0: seem like a total upgrade. They always I guess. have
1: food. Yeah, obviously games, pool parties, yeah. new bathing suits, like staying at hotels. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, this is a really sad, but I mean that's my guess. Yeah, it's either that or like yeah trafficking. I don't know how like employees don't notice like. He's working at the shelter, and that's the closeness that he has with one of those girls. I don't know how they didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, and if she's leaving. Like, I mean, they no, said like, they that. never saw him with her,
0: or even with the family. They had no idea that he was mingling with the residents. So this, I don't know how it like really started, but
1: their entire relationship was like outside of the shelter. But even that, to me, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like probably at a shelter you're overworked too, overworked, yeah. underpaid, under. You have no, not enough yeah. resources to and there's go like around. Seven hundred the people, people, yeah, yeah. seven hundred plus people. So, like, yeah. It's I so mean, like slip if they the the have the rule, though, I believe that they yeah. try to enforce the rule. Oh, this is a hot mess, poor Relisha. So they never found Relisha's body. No, just what Khalil's body and Andrea's.
0: So, so sex trafficking, I think, is an obvious suspicion here. I would say that there's like two main camps of people on what they think happened to her or where she is. There are other theories, but it's really like two big ones. So camp one would be that she's alive somewhere but was sold into sex trafficking. And camp two is that Khalil Tatum killed her and buried her body somewhere in Kenilworth Park. But I don't know why he would kill her or like, was it an accident? And did Andrea know? And was she pressuring him to go to the police or was she threatening to go herself? Because I really don't think he killed her, Relisha. And if he did, the only way I could really wrap my head around it is if it was an accident. Um, and also, I can't imagine why after 24 years, he and his wife were divorced mutually and voluntarily. Like, yeah, and then be in a hotel together. Yeah, why did he file for divorce in 2014 And Relisha's last scene? I mean, February of 2014, she's last seen March 1st, so it's just really close together. I don't know why any of that would have happened, like why he would have killed his wife, why he would have filed for divorce, why any of that would have happened in such close proximity to the religious scandal, unless he really was doing something inappropriate with that girl.
1: Yeah. Or even if he wanted to, maybe he felt like insane guilt. Yeah. I don't know, because I don't know what she maybe he just is. knew
0: something was going on with that little girl, and he felt insane guilt from that.
1: Yeah. Like knew something else was happening. Yeah, like, there, that like he somewhere. wasn't
0: the the bad guy, but he like was I don't know he couldn't save her. Like maybe this whole time he's taking her out of that shelter to protect her.
1: Wow, Megan, that's actually a really good. Yeah. That's a good theory. Maybe he really was a good guy.
0: Yeah, and then he just like couldn't. But why'd you kill your wife, or did you not kill your wife to of those other three guys in the Well, if kill we think
1: about it, if I was the wife in that situation and you have your own kids and this yeah. guy's just bringing this. Other girl in, I could see and how that now it could has cause a spotlight mention. like, on your family so much. Like now they think you
0: might be involved with this, yeah. And maybe I'd be it, frustrated, like, hey, I have kids that I have yeah. like, mouths to feed, like my own granddaughter. Yeah, we we struggled at one point. We lived in a car for four years, and you're just giving this away to help this little girl, like, it's, like not your circus, not your monkeys yeah. kind of thing. Maybe,
1: yeah, I could like, see and maybe he Maybe like, he loved her so
0: much, he was just pissed that she had that kind of like feeling towards it. I guess, like, you don't want to yeah. help her, maybe. yeah, because he everybody said he was such a great dude, so. Um, well, I hope that's the truth. Yeah. I said earlier that Khalil seemed to have lots of money and that it didn't make sense. But like you said, it would make sense if he was trafficking people that he would have this like extra disposable income that allowed him to dress nicely and make people think he was an executive. And who were the unknown men at the hotel with Khalil? Like, were they potential buyers of Oof. people like Verlisha? So, the... The good, if there's a way to say that, the FBI says that they thoroughly explored the human trafficking possibility and that they don't think that's the case. It is not a theory of the police or the FBI that Relisha is a victim of child sex trafficking.
1: Oh, that's such a relief. Yeah. The FBI knows
0: things. But the other camp is that she's dead. So it was like one was alive sex trafficking and the other one is that she's dead. So another possibility is that Relisha's parents, Shamika and her stepdad Antonio, sold her to Khalil or maybe someone else, but for what purpose if it wasn't to do something despicable to her? Like, why would Khalil buy her? Unless he yeah. was, like, Deshawn, his nephew, was like, he was taking care of her. So, like, maybe he bought her because he really just wanted to love her. But then, he like, where is she now? Really.
1: Well, you so, buy babies on the black market, that's not really yeah, usually the love, Yeah, that's not love, yeah. So so days you just after... You go through the proper channels, yeah. you just adopt her. Yeah.
0: So days after Relisha's last sighting, her stepdad Antonio, he's the father of two of Relisha's little brothers, he posted photos on social media of expensive shoes for the boys and of himself holding wads of money. There were not shoes for Relisha in any of the photos. And this is a family that lives in a homeless shelter and had been there for like a year or so. And he has that kind of money, like, hundreds of dollars to drop on shoes. Like, Shabika doesn't even have a cell phone. And he's buying very expensive shoes for the boys and not for Relisha. And he's posing, like, it was, like, a wad of 50s, I think, like, in in his mouth. Like, he was holding it between his teeth in a photo. And, I don't know, it just seems like he came into a significant amount of money somehow. And it's oddly timed with whenever Relisha was last seen. So, So this is... Not her dad. I have no idea who her boyfriend dad is. of
1: Shamika. Shamika's
0: boyfriend, who's also the father of two of Relisha's brothers. Uh, and he lives at the shelter with them. So, I don't
1: know. I feel like, yes, that's weird, but I also... He amazing. could have doing anything else for that. Yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of poor people that I know that pose like that in pictures yeah. and buy shoes that are yeah. not necessarily like, that's true. affordable for them but, at that but time. But he did
0: my buy shoes for Relisha. Oh. He only has shoes for the boys in the photos.
1: But... Relisha wasn't his.
0: No, but I don't know if he had shoes for all th- Only two of the boys are his. There's three. It just said shoes for the boys and not Relisha. Mm. But so I also feel like that could
1: just be him being bad like a Bad shoes for his kids. yeah. yeah. A
0: bad step-parent, so he's not a good bonus dad. Yeah. I don't know, but just a I reminder...
1: Mean, first to suspect somebody of one yeah, savory things, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: So yeah, it could be nothing. It could just be weirdly coincidental. But um, so, you know, just a reminder that the last time she was seen was on hotel surveillance footage. That, that to me, just says trafficking to me, like, so... So, maybe Khalil was like pimping her out and moving her from location to location, like the two different hotels, and then the red roof in. Like, he has three hotels in a very short period of time yeah. that we know of. But in maybe. In when... the
1: neighborhood where he lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not far from it. So, but when police started inquiring about her, maybe his wife got scared, so maybe she knew, and he feared that she would talk, so then he killed her. But then, like, all the dominoes started falling, and he killed himself. Like, maybe between killing Andrea and himself, he also killed Alicia. Like, that's possible, but to me, it just seems like. He's really not the kind of scumbag who would have had this inappropriate relationship with an eight-year-old and trafficked her, or pimped her out, and that. And like, if he was doing that to her, she was way too valuable for him to just kill. Right. Yeah. Like, if she's your, yeah. If she's like your money-making tool, I don't think he. Could, and like, I don't know. I just can't imagine that he ran out of options so quickly. Like, if you're the, if you're trafficking people, you have some connections. I just feel like sure would have got shipped to another part of the country before he killed her.
1: You know. Yeah. Some something. I feel like I'm leaning toward the accident
0: you're yeah. right now. Yeah. So some people think that Shamika and Antonio are the ones who harmed her and not Khalil, but that maybe Khalil just knew about it and he didn't say anything because he didn't want to bring attention to their controversial or unconventional relationship and then like the guilt thing. Antonio, who I believe is no longer with Shamika, though I'm not hundred percent certain, he said he believes that Shamika and Melissa, Shamika's mother, are involved in religious disappearance and not Khalil. And a friend of the family also ended up turning on Shamika, And she said she didn't think Shamika was telling the truth and that she either knows where Relisha is or played some role in harming her. So well she does have that
1: pattern. Something like she does, does hurt her little kids and like yeah. she
0: does oh so, I didn't like Shemika the whole time. Yeah. Sorry. She was suspect to me the whole time. So despite Sus- Khalil and Andrea's death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't don't stay there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. don't you don't know where I live. So despite Khalil and Andrea's deaths, detectives believe there is still someone out there alive who knows something about what happened to Relisha and I agree. I think at very, the very least, Shamika knows what happened to her daughter, and maybe Antonio knows too, but I think that Shamika is somehow involved in her disappearance, and I'm leaning towards a possibility that she sold her child, like she sold her 8-year-old. And my gut feeling is that she's alive. I just, I just don't know where. Or she was at least alive at the time this is happening. I don't know if she's alive right now, but she was alive in like
1: 2014 when all this was going down. Wow. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just as likely a story, what with all the social workers, mm-hmm. documentation, That she just wasn't,
0: you know. So something that really bothers me about this story is the grandmother. So I get that parents make poor decisions sometimes and not everybody should be a parent. And Shamika is perfectly fine with her young daughter spending time alone with this much older man. But for Melissa, Shamika's mom, to also co-sign that behavior, like, blows my mind. So, like, I'm sure we all make decisions in our lives that our parents don't agree with and... I know my parents always tell me when they think I'm doing something that they don't like, but at the end of the day, like, the parent calls the shots usually. But for not only Shamika to willingly hand her child over to Khalil, because remember, only a parent can leave the shelter with a child, but for her to do that and also her mother to willingly allow this man to take Relisha alone um, to do whatever it is they were planning to do that day, it's just, like, unbelievable to me. Like... It actually really infuriates me. Like I'm a mom of a small child. I have a kindergartner, and I can't imagine doing this. Like he doesn't go anywhere that I can't go, or his dad, or his stepmom. And I don't. Know, so, but Relisha was spending extensive periods of time with this guy, and the family saw no issue with that. Like, like Shamika grew up in foster care also, so maybe that says something on its own about. Uh, Melissa. Yeah. But the whole thing is just, I just don't understand. Like, I can get maybe one adult in the family not seeing a problem with it because maybe Shamika's, like, stressed and overwhelmed and here's a man who believes, she thinks is just trying to help. So she's, like, naive and too trusting.
1: But how is it that all of the adults in the family were supportive of that relationship? Yeah, I don't even think it has anything to do with the trust. I think it has to do with convenience. Desperation. If you're, if you're I, I don't know, I think when you're overwhelmed, you have maybe your kid's young, you mm-hmm. you can't make ends meet. You're in a homeless um, shelter already. And you're... I don't know. I think just even hearing the details of like the way the house is like yeah. in kind of Before disarray, the yeah, yeah. and I think that's just you know it's not anything to judge like you know, but it's it, you're overwhelmed and it's yeah. clear. And, and if, if you can find a way out, or yeah. you know what I mean, if especially if you're a young mom, you're like, yeah. man, she I just, just want to live my life. Four kids or eight
0: and under, so yeah, I just yeah. want to
1: live my life. And I feel like that's the that's the feeling I get from yeah, it. Not so much like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. Please help me. You know, it's more like. Get this off my hands because yeah, I don't yeah, want to deal like with it. Like lighten my load, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm just judging the girl. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, judging so it's hard. It's really like
0: maddening the disservice that was done to this kid by all the people who are supposed to protect her. Like her mom maybe made a questionable decision and failed her, but her grandma did too by repeatedly letting, if Khalil is the bad guy. Yeah. Even if he's not the bad guy, I still think he looks suspect as hell that this guy randomly is hanging out with his eight-year-old. Yeah.
1: No, the thing that's going to bother me the whole time is like these notes to the school, and
0: why was he posing a neurological disorder at this medical conference in Atlanta? I don't know.
1: Yeah, they all had some tidbit to give. In, in mm-hmm. a, like, that but then sounded acted like, they like it was were brand together. new later. Yeah. I, I'm i always going to feel weird about the notes. I'm going to feel weird about the iPad call. Yeah. Or the...
0: 18 days. Your kid is gone for 18 days and you don't know it. They know it? Yeah, that's. Great. Or they like. They're it. saying they don't know. It. Yeah, they, they liked. Have, the sh- they had. They had a break for 18 days. So, but some good things have come out of this tragedy. The shelter where they lived has been closed. It was actually closed this past October, and the way the city houses and cares for its homeless community has changed. So, mm-hmm. new rules and security measures were implemented, and they actually opened a series of smaller shelters all over the city so that the families can stay in their communities and they're not all just housed in this big, like hospital and the hospitals across the street from the jail so like they they just mm. like they no longer use DC general as a shelter but before it was closed a playground was erected on the site for the kids in memory of or in honor of Alicia mm. and they didn't have a playground before so that was pretty cool and also maybe the best thing that about this is a program was started called cross connect and it's basically for individuals who receive services from multiple government agencies so that like caseworkers from all these agencies will get together and discuss the person that they share that they're all servicing so Shamika religious mom was involved with behavioral health child and family service and DHS due to homelessness but she was missing appointments at all of these different agencies but if they had been communicating maybe they're talking about what was going on they might have spotted that something was wrong sooner
1: I've been and able like, to help. Got the family the
0: help they needed, and, like, maybe they could have saved Relisha.
1: Wow. Um, that's, that is a a good cool. thing now, yeah.
0: If it existed then, we might have never been doing this episode because she would be, like, a happy, thriving teenager. And uh, But it's a really good thing that's going to help, like, potentially help a lot of people in D.C. So. As of today, Relisha Rudd is still missing. She would be 13 years old and in the seventh grade.
1: I could teach her. Yeah, Jasmine and I
0: teach middle school, and she would be the same age as our students. But it's been over five years since she was last seen.
1: It just goes to show, like, if you're on the front lines, if you're a counselor, if you're, like, noticing a kid is not in class, like, you might be the person that, you know. Teaching is, like, like so much more than
0: curriculum and academics. It's, like, lives are literally in your hands. The FBI is offering A $25,000 reward for information leading to the location and return of Relisha. So the fact that they said return makes me feel really positive. Like Mm -hmm. they don't think she's dead maybe. So if you have any information about the whereabouts of Relisha Rudd, you can call the Washington DC Metropolitan Police Department at 202-727-9099 or text 50411. You can also contact the D.C. Youth and Family Services Division at 202-576-6768 or give a tip to the FBI by calling 1-800-CALL-FBI and their website also gives you the option to submit tips anonymously.
1: Thank you for listening to Sideline Sleuths. If you have any comments or questions about this case or just feedback about the show in general, you can find us online at facebook.com slash sidelinesleuths.